0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craig Avon, Ireland, and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. The year was uh, 1719. A young man had been studying Psalm 98. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of the melody. With trumpets and with the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills sing for the joy. To gather before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. It's a powerful psalm. And um, so he was stirred, this young man, he was stirred to lift his quill and to pen the words that we have sang so often as a Christmas carol that we've just heard joy to the world. The Lord has come. Um, little did he think um, this young man, who was but known by the name Isaac Watts, that for the next three hundred years his song would be a prophetic declaration of the gospel story—a declaration of hope, joy to the world. The Lord has come. It goes on to say, "Let earth receive her king." There's such a challenge in that line, isn't there? There it's a bit like John three sixteen. It tells us the God so loved the world, it tells us all about the sovereignty of And love of God. And then there's a camera shift right in the middle of John 3.16 that tells us all about God's sovereignty and all about God's love. And then it jumps into our responsibility and says, whosoever, that whosoever, if you believe, if I believe in him, then we can have eternal life and not perish. So joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. I find the next line the one which brings most challenge in any stage of life and most definitely in the season as we conclude a year that has ripped through our societies with a vengeance that none of us could have foretold or imagined. Um, and we're staring now at another lockdown in 2021 and out there it looks pretty glim. But um, joy to the world. The Lord has come, let earth receive her king, young Isaac would write. And then here's the line, let every heart prepare him room. I love that. Let every heart prepare him room. That's what's happening in Isaac's song. The declaration rings out that joy has come. But the challenge is, have you made room for him? Have you made room for this joy that has come? Has your heart prepared him Room. It amazes me sometimes what my old heart um, makes room for. And I am aware of my heart over the years. I'm aware of what Jeremiah the prophet told us in chapter 17 and verse 9 that my heart and the heart in general, he says, is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, the ESV puts it. Who can understand it? In 2020, we've had to make room for many new things like online church, um, (laughs) like homeschooling. We've had to make room for that, haven't we? And um, you'll excuse the pun, but room for Zoom. Um, We've had loads of Zoom meetings and Zoom gatherings. Thank God for it that we've been able to at least see each other's faces, if not be in the same room together. But maybe, maybe. In 2020, your heart has made room for some other things. Maybe, maybe it's made room for fear and, and stress and anxiety and maybe a little bit of depression and, and maybe the lockdown has seduced you into making some room for Maybe an old habit to slither its way back into your character, back into your heart and back into your life and take a grip. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Room has to be made in our hearts to receive this joy. We got to make room for this. Maybe that's what we're missing in 2020. Maybe we haven't made room for the joy. Um, you see, the issue is not, um, has the joy come? No, 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 no. In John 1.14, the, the, it shouts out loudly that the world became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Are, as Eugene Peterson put it in the message version, um, Jesus, he, Jesus, moved into our neighborhood. He became one of us. Joy has come to the world. But if you haven't prepared room for him, then you're not going to receive him. So some of the things that I I want to look at, just really quickly, um, on Christmas morning, I want to look at some things uh, around Christmas joy, all right? Number one, joy is strength. Joy is strength. Nehemiah tells us this in his eighth chapter um, of his little book. and verse 10, he declares it that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I think about 2020, I don't immediately think about strength. Sometimes it has been the opposite. It has been weakness on my part. Um, But Nehemiah is reminding us that if we're suffering from a lack of strength, it's most likely because we've lost our joy. And the goal of every Christian should not be happiness because the Bible never actually promises happiness, um, but it does promise joy, which is a totally different story. While happiness is Temporary and oftentimes we say happiness is based on happenings, and that's true. Joy is from the Lord that you can still experience joy even though you're going through trials and suffering and grief and testing. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is based not on what um, joy is based on what has been done for you and 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 what's going on in you. That's where joy comes from. It's not based on happenings to you, rather it is based on what has happened for you. (laughs) And there's a great thing that has happened for us. Jesus has come. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy is permanent, birthed and seated within you, while happiness is fleeting. And maybe the reason we're not experiencing strength, as I say, this year is because we've been avoiding and neglecting the joy. Maybe the strength you feel you can't find is in the person that you haven't found. So joy is strength. Secondly, there's an enemy to joy. There's an enemy to joy. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What do you think he's going to steal? He's going to steal our joy. And then Jesus says, I have come that you might have life, and you might have life that's full of joy, life to the full. And perhaps the pursuit of happiness has reached a peak in terms of the greatest numbers in history diligently chasing after. And it doesn't matter what race we are, where we live, whether we're well-educated or ignorant, skilled, semi-skilled or not skilled at all, male, female, tall, short, wealthy, middle class or poor, everyone wants to be happy and seeks it in various ways of intensities. Um, Some seek it in athletic endeavor. Um, Some through hobbies and travel and dancing or fashion or home improvements or wealth or status or entertainment or alcohol or drugs or Our food, Um, these all feel except for a brief period of satisfaction and sense of well-being. And we could go through lists of people that if they were alive today would be able to tell you such a thing. People like our very own George Best and Alex Higgins and Heath Ledger and Amy Winehouse and Robin Williams, Kurt Cobain, Whitney Houston, need I go on? and tell you that that these people who sought for joy in something that failed them. You know, King Solomon in the Old Testament, he conducted a a series of experiments in a quest to discover by practical experience, the analysts uh, um, analyzing how to get the most and the best out of life. And his experiments included some of the things that we have just mentioned. And Solomon described the perimeters of his search for meaning in life. And he used such words that are translated into our English language as mirth and laughter and pleasure, all of which we normally would associate with joy. And then when it comes to Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 1, and this is what Solomon says, I said to myself, Let's go for it. He said, we would say in our country, let it rip. And here's what he says. Experiment with pleasure. Have a good time. But then he says, there was nothing to it. It was nothing but smoke. Joy is strength. Joy has an enemy. Thirdly, joy is found in Jesus. Good news, joy is found in a person. Matthew 11, to 30. I love this in the message version. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out in religion? Come to me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a, a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live lightly and freely. Ultimately, joy is found in Jesus and his invitation today is come to me. I love that. It's not found in money. It's not found in a bottle or a drug. It's not even found in a spouse or in a child. Much and how lovely that is, it's found in Jesus. My daily walk is of utmost importance with Jesus. I used to sing an old course in Sunday school. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. It would go on and say, strength for today is mine all the way and all that I need for tomorrow. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I need to do is follow. And the gospels are littered with stories of people who sought pleasure in things only to find that joy could only really be found in a person. And that person was Jesus, people like Mary Magdalene, of whom Jesus cast seven demons out of Zacchaeus, the little man who diddled people out of their tax money, who climbed a tree to get a look at Jesus, only to find out that Jesus was actually looking for him. Joy is strength. Joy has an enemy. Joy is found in Jesus. Lastly, joy is for the world. Joy is for the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Notice the song didn't say joy to the church. It doesn't say joy to all of God's people. No, it says joy to the world. You see John 3:16 we've already quoted for God so loved the world it was his love for the world that caused him to act it was his love for the world that made him send the richest treasure of heaven his well beloved son to give himself because he loved the world that he had spoke into being By the very word of his power was the reason that he had sent this Savior. So before there was ever sin, there was a Savior. God knew these people would rebel. He knew that sin would temporarily spoil his prized possession. Mankind actually Revelation 13 verse 8 insinuates that there was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And Ephesians 1:4 declares us chosen in Christ before the foundation of the earth. So joy is strength. Joy has an enemy. Joy is found in Jesus. And joy is for the world. Last time I checked out through those doors... There's a world that desperately needs Jesus. And I hope as this year closes and a new one 2021 dawns, you will find this unspeakable joy. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. May every heart. Make room, may you make room for the Savior of the world because he gives a joy that the world can't give and the world or the devil can't take away. Jesus, our joy. He's the reason we celebrate this season. So may he be yours today. We finished our carol service on Sunday with an invitation and so we're going to finish... On this or Christmas morning, with the same invitation, I said in the Christmas Carol that we'd missed out, the Christmas Carol service that we'd missed out in many things this year, birthday parties that were uh, gatherings around a room and around a table, Sunday dinners together as family missing visiting our elderly relatives and things like that. but um without minimizing all the things that people have missed out on in twenty twenty, can I say you don't miss out on this? Don't miss out on this. The Bible declares, I quote this verse, more than most, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, it's an amazing thing that this Christmas morning, if you're watching with your family, and maybe you've never called out in the name of the Lord, that this Christmas morning 2020, at the end of a year, which we probably all want to forget as quick as we can, that you could call upon the name of the Lord and you would be saved. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be. Be saved. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. These are powerful things. And so as we come to the end of the year, can I just challenge you to that? Can I challenge you, even as a family, to recall, maybe making room for Jesus as you plan for a new year, that you maybe push some of those other things out of the room and bring Jesus into the room? Um, because there's something about planning for Eternity. We're gonna pray. Our time's gone. We're gonna jump on to a live Zoom call here in a few minutes, just when we finish. Um, that's gonna be fun. We're gonna be able to see each other's faces, um, wish each other a happy Christmas, maybe get some of the kids to show us some of their toys. But um so it's gonna be fun just for a few minutes. Um, but just before we do that, let me pray. Let me pray. Can you bow your heads? And maybe if you're sitting in your own home right now. And you've never prayed a prayer like this, that this would be a time that you would pray this with the sincerity of your heart. And you're saying, Phil, I'd love to make room for Jesus. I'd I'd love to invite Jesus into my life. I'm just not dead sure how. Well, you know, there's something about just inviting. And you could pray something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness I believe that you died for my sin and rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you as my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Um, may you have a peaceful Christmas, whatever's happening. And may 2021 be a much better year and be filled with the blessings of the Lord. And so for all our elders and staff and team leaders and life group leaders and on and on and volunteers and our family here at Emmanuel, have a blessed Christmas and a blessed 2021. See you on the Zoom call in a few minutes. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk